0: how's everyone doing welcome back everybody another exciting fun-filled angry episode of forfeit podcast metal matt here we got big john stud we've got the j-lo we've got we've got my arch nemesis of this week fantasy football wise Wild Bill Bandito. How you doing, fellas? It's,
1: been, it's good to be I back. I
0: out how to mute you. I'm done with hearing your voice for the night. Get it's out it's here. redemption this week. It's redemption this week for you, Bandito. Where's that, where's that, where's that fucking mute Lock button? It in. Over here. Where's that mute button? Where's you that know? mute button? Oh, my God. I'm going to be muted all night now. Once he finds out, once once, once tech-savvy Wild Bill finds out. Listen, I got, him I got to reprogram to over here and figure Fuck. it out. Figures out how to mute somebody. <laughs> It'll take them the whole episode. Well, we'll
2: anyway. by then, yeah. and then we'll John. John's reason why college
0: football is dead.
1: It's, well, yeah. it's going to die. It's going to die.
2: So why apparently,
0: apparently, college football is dead for all you listeners out there. College football is about to die on the sword. Uh, John Mathers has all the facts, and I believe. Uh, I believe J Lo has something to say about that.
3: Yeah, it's nonsense.
1: Well, as everyone or many of our listeners probably know, Dion flipped that number two college recruit to Jackson State today. Um, apparently, he signed a around one point five million dollar coach prime. Um, I don't know. I guess they don't call a contract for name, image, and likeness, but um, he signed a a $1.5 million name, image, and license contract with Barstool Sports. Ironically, Deion Sanders is also an employee of Barstool Sports. So I feel that this in itself is the catalyst to big business. Um, how is that How is that
0: possible? Does anyone know? Hey, anyone tell me how he can be employed at a school coaching a football team and then also employed – at bars, like, or is he sponsored by Barstool? Is that why how he's employed?
1: So the 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 recruit signed that name, image, and license. So now college football players are allowed to get money from any Tom, Dick, and Harry, um, and 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 basically um, make money off their name, image, and license. That's why it's called the NIL or whatever. Um,
0: basically, what like the Fab Five were like trying to get back in the 90s but everyone thought they were crazy
1: basically yes yeah. if, if if four of us for example were going to be high school or were high school recruits and you know Wegmans came and said hey we're going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars um and we just want to you know you to come to appearances and maybe sign some autographs you can do that and not have any penalties. So. College athletes are basically allowed to do pretty much whatever they want when it comes to not whatever they want, but they can um, make money. They have a
0: lot more. They have a lot more liberty and freedoms now yes. to sell their name and make themselves a uh, a brand. They, the the brand the branding is now starting at the what
3: would this be the the high school level, I guess. Well, it's it's the the one good thing with it is. You know, because a lot of these kids are they're scholarship athletes and they don't really they can't have jobs because of the fact that they're scholarship athletes. They weren't able to have jobs because of all of the old rules, because there was always an assumption that like a booster would have them like a no show job where they're making a bunch of money. So a lot of these kids don't have money, so they don't have, you know, they don't have enough money to get food all the time. And so this helps these guys have some money in their pocket so they can buy whatever they need. And because, I mean, let's be real. The, the only people that weren't making money off their hard work were the players. And, you know, you can say, oh, well, they get an education and they get this and they get that. And that's that's true. But you look at what the college coaches are making now. You know, eight, nine, ten million dollars a year. Like the str- Alabama strength and conditioning coach made made over a like a million or two million dollars. Like, Did you eh. see?
2: you see what happened in Miami after they like ten years, sixty million dollar contract, eighty million dollar contract? It sent a letter out to all the faculty teachers. They need to take a pay cut because they're over budget.
3: Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's not so because like,
2: of that, but it's like you see that you're paying a coach. Ten million dollars a year to coach football, and then your geometry teacher's gotta take a pay cut.
3: So yeah. you know it's like good on these the, kids to, to make some the guy money. that's
0: that's changing the lives of like the majority of the the student base.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so so the 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 NIL lets these players make some money, put some money in their pocket. And up until this point, you know, it was one of these a lot of times the players would have to put in and it's probably going to happen more and more now because you have that, um that uh crotch stain that transferred in and out of uh, Ohio state that had two plays and made over a million dollars in NIL money. And he, he bounced like those are all, most of the time the NIL money is like local things. Coach like, crotch stain. Uh, I don't know him. So like, um, like Bryce Young from Alabama, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from Alabama. The first Heisman Trophy yes, the winning first quarterback from Alabama, roll tide. So he he oh. has almost seven before the start of the season, he was he had almost a seven figure NIL haul. He probably has a lot more now after the after the Heisman. But like he put in some work to earn the the that NIL money the kid in Ohio state did nothing. It's, it's all hype that, that got him his high school hype, you know, transferring into Ohio state got him that money. And then he transferred right out after he got the money, you know, the, the, the kid that's now going to play with Dion, he got his money, but he hasn't played it down in football. Now, granted, he's not going to be playing against really elite wide receivers. So he's probably going to, look like an unstoppable force on defense. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, how they scout this kid. Like, yeah. Because like, that's the thing. Like if you're, if you're a, if you're a scout, you know, he ain't playing, he's not going to be playing against the, you know, the, the Devonte Smiths of the world and the, the Justin Jeffersons and, and those guys, he's going to be playing against like,
1: the the crumb bums of the world so it's interesting that we're we're start of, we're starting on this topic because it's to me as a as an NFL lover and a college football dabbler i am I'm not a I'm not a savant as you guys know but seeing how money has impacted the NFL game now granted salary cap right fine when you take that idea of now any person, any college athlete in this country can then be swayed on X amount of dollars to go to this school and that school. And on top of that now, businesses like we'll use Barstool because it's it's topical right now. We're talking about it, but it's very it, – that to me seems like we're getting into a completely different realm of what I would say collegiate sports because yeah. – it, it it like you're saying, Jesse. Like the Bryce Young, you, you, how much money? Seven million. Seven figures.
3: They haven't said the amount, so it's seven, seven figures. figures. So you're gonna have like Starbucks,
1: like buying right. players. Exactly, well, so, and my whole thing with this, Matt, is you know the bar. It's store the it's, it's a whole new that,
0: level of corporate greed.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's exactly what it is. It's it's basically. It's basically big corporations playing fantasy football, right? Yeah, but, if, yeah if real. If Starbucks, fantasy, for yeah. example, wants to make a super team and USC. Yeah, what's stopping him than going to the top twenty-five recruits and yeah. giving up uh, a million dollars a piece and saying, "Hey, here's a million dollars. We want you to go to USC." No, even even,
0: even even crazier, e- Facebook is gonna like have like a D league yeah. team. You know what I'm saying? So, like better. So
1: and sorry. the and the NIL thing, like, listen, six figures, seven figures, whatever. Like when Jesse, when you talk about like these guys want jobs and they want food, and I totally get that. But when you're starting to talk into the seven figures or mm-hmm. six, even six figures into two, three years into a college, like it's it's kind of like your job you know, is football. We definitely. know we know we know where your sort of heads at with the money. Yeah. It's not about like you needing food or a job, like you know maybe it's the the third tier guys on the team, but like the yeah, the guys world the practice, are not the practice squad guys that are exactly. like fighting exactly. for a spot. And I just fear that now, now what do you do? Like Alabama fan here, we got a Notre Dame fan here, you know. All of a sudden, you know, Georgia, you know, is you know, I don't know, OPEC wants to wants to sponsor players and they get all the recruits. As Alabama Notre Dame fans, I bet you guys would be pretty upset about that, right? Either because that recruiting, or... Recruiting is basically a, um, it's like free range. Like anybody can recruit anybody. Well, yeah, I mean,
3: but like every school has X amount of scholarships. So, you know, so you have that. And you know, the elite programs have elite coaches that play in elite facilities. And, you know, the, the, the thing that a school like Alabama has is, you know, you can have Nick Saban rolls into your lot, into your, you know, living room and says, look, son, you probably aren't going to play for me year one, but you'll practice with my team and, and we'll get you in at the end of games year two, you're going to play, you're going to start. We're probably going to win a national title. And if you work real hard your second and third year, you you'll probably be a first round draft pick. Like, not many coaches can say that.
1: So, and, and explain to me how a number two recruit goes to Jackson State, decommits from Florida State, other than the one point five million dollar NIL. I mean, contract. so that's but, basically sending him to another school who. Basically, works for that company. Like, do you know, like you get? What oh, I'm no, saying. it's.
3: It, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the NCAA tweaks the rules after this. I wouldn't be surprised at all because it definitely looks like a conflict of interest. Like all of the the deals that like Bryce Young has, it's like a local car dealership and you know things like that. Like more local businesses to the to the Alabama to that area where the university is. Now, some schools also have. Some programs have team-wide NIL deals, where every player on the team gets, you know, maybe you know, AT and T is the official, you know, phone sponsor of you know the Alabama Crimson Tide. So like every player gets a free phone and you know a, a, a five thousand dollar NIL check a year or something like. So there
1: are team-wide deals, and then there are player there are player deals. Um, At this point, too, like some of these guys are also being represented by agents, right? No, I don't believe you can use an agent. Yeah, that, that, and that kind of brings up like my next
0: question is because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to dig into the NIL, and it's, it says here, you know, <clears throat> varying degrees of new protections. Um, so, I mean, there are there are guardrails to this thing. I wonder how how stringent and how stiff those
3: guardrails are. Um, does anyone know? Well, so there are compliance offices at mm-hmm. every school. Right so so it's like,
1: signed by CAA, by the way. Huh? He is signed with agents. with oh, the wow. CIA, with CAA football for his marketing deals. Huh. So that's that's what I mean. Like now this starts to get to like start stripping away college, right? Which Great, everyone get the bag. I get that, but now, now where's the competitive advantage?
3: I mean, it's no different. Before this, it was well, no different. Like, does this make college football a little bit more pure again? Alabama was getting the best was getting the best recruits every year anyway. Like,
1: All right? It's, well, what I'm they, saying, Jesse, is, is if, if this year Alabama is supposed to get ten of the twenty top recruits, right? Yeah. And ten of those recruits sign elsewhere because some guy in a c-suite level business is going to hand them money guaranteed to go play for UCLA with Chip Kelly wouldn't you as a college football fan see that as a conflict of interest knowing that he knowing that that c-suite, c-suite level man giving out the money was a UCLA donor UCLA you know old guy
3: yeah. Well and and the weird thing is like at least I'm reading like the, the rules for like Alabama. I don't know how that kid was able to sign with Barstool. Because like the um the Alabama's the the there's a list of like what NIL things you can do and what you can't do. Can't do any tobacco, can't do any alcoholic beverage, can't yep. do any can, controlled substances. No adult businesses. And I just so, got to that where I'm reading. Uh, ca-
1: isn't, isn't Bryce Young also like, he, Cash App is like one of his things? Like, well, Cash And App the App? last
3: one is any casino or entities that sponsor or promote gambling activities. Okay. So I don't know if because the school that he's going to is a lower tier school, I don't know if, they, if their compliance rules are a little more laid back than
1: um what like, i understand um, like setting the playing field for college sports like i get that like it's purity of the game right but once and i understand i understand college football players and college athletes wanting to make money off their name and like name image and likeness i totally am for that where i'm where i where i feel that it, it exceeds the sort of limits here is when you start to sway people to, to go to one school or the other based on a, a, a dollar or a check, and that has the influence, right? Like, yes, we all know, like back in the day, Fab Five, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if Fab Five all got together because they were all getting paid the same. I, I don't know that, but we all know that there are the coach cows of the world that were, you know, had the, the Nike executives you know, stipping guys and they were coming to play for him. So that, that has happened. But now I feel like if you start doing that C-suite level, now it's, it's more acceptable. I, I feel like you're, you're basically creating like a mini NFL that isn't really regulated. And these guys like get money, but are they making the best decision for their, for their future? Like, I don't know. Like, and mm-hmm. these
0: contracts expire as soon as they're done there, too.
1: Yeah. Probably. So the you can't
3: trade an NIL deal to go to a school. So I don't know how they're going to spin this. To,
0: um, and it sounds like it's state. It's it could be case by case per state. Like it depends on what state you're.
3: Yeah, like the Alabama rules. You can't use an NIL deal as as like a provided in exchange for right um, coming to. Coming but it could down be down.
0: different in say Texas.
3: Like, yeah, you it could be different. Um, but I have a feeling that what you'll see at the end of this year is all these NCAA programs, these power programs, the blue bloods are going to get together and try to make sure what, whatever weird nonsense that happened with barstool doesn't happen again.
1: Because right. what happens is those big teams go, well, that's a number two commit that we could have had that we had our eyes on. Yeah. Like, and that's where I say, like, where where does it stop? Money is the root of all evil. And when these young kids, because that's what they are, coming out of high school, and someone writes you a check for that kind of money, it's gonna sway your influence. I don't care who who you talk to or who you know, or well, so what the your background the, is it's gonna sway no matter what. The the one rule is
3: um it has to be market value. So you can't have one place that's gonna be like, oh, we'll give you three million dollars. And you know, if you play at Ohio State, we'll give you three. If you play in Iowa, we'll we'll only give you seven hundred and fifty thousand. Well, who's determining this market? Exactly. The I'm guessing the compliance officers at the at the NCAA level for the NIL deals. I'm sure they've got some sort of of like um like an algorithm that'll spit out the the position, how good they are, how much hype they had coming out of high school. I'm sure they have a whole spreadsheet of, you know, if you're the top recruit in the country at your position and it's a sexy position, you know, your NIL deals are here. If you're a Offensive lineman. Here's a you know, a case of beer and some Slim Jims. Like, like that's you know the the type of thing. And you know he. Some people are saying he's the, the number two pick. Some people were saying he was the number one, you know, re, re, uh, ranked player in all of ho- all of high school football. So, and the and the fact that, I mean, it's funny that it would take taken Florida State because Florida State ain't shit anymore. But
1: um, I think more of the fact that that was it's Dion's alma mater and it kind of took him away from his alma mater. And I think, I think he there was some backstory where Dion either wanted to coach of Florida State and was never asked, or something there, or he wanted to, and it was kind of like a screw you.
3: Oh, I'm um, sure there's bad blood, I'm sure yeah. that there's, but and and you know, with Dion, with this kid, if if Dion can. Because I mean, their program is is getting a little bit better. If Dion can make that program be a little more successful and can really develop this kid to turn him into a you know a top five, top ten NFL draft pick, the next time somebody gets fired from a power program, Dion might be the one that is finally able to to get his foot in the door and and get that gig because that's Coach, that's coach Prime to you because. Coach Prime ain't gonna coach there forever. Like,
1: but but he did turn turn that college program. Whether he used Barstool and his influence and everything else to get them on ESPN, and well, his name um, alone will do that. I mean, yeah, but I mean, getting them on ESPN, and he also brought his son, excuse me, his son over, who's you know supposed to be a top quarterback um when he was being recruited as well. Um and I think he just won, I think his son just won the D three, I don't know what kind of school it is, but it's like D three rookie of the year uh like award um for quarterback. So all I'm saying is this is the I think this is the end, but we'll see. We'll see how the NCAA sort of changes. It's funny how that like Ed O'Bannon rule sort of you know came full circle. And now we're here 25 years later and companies are just, you know, giving out cash.
0: And do you think this is going to affect, you know, NCAA sports beyond football? I mean, is it Absolutely. or is it? I mean, How basketball they, is going to get it, their hands. I, mean, I can see soccer. Their hand, yeah. when, they, any,
1: when they announced the NIL deal, <clears throat> it was like. It was athlete after athlete after athlete from all different types of sports, whether it's women's. uh, I could see tennis, like college level tennis. It was like women's volleyball to softball to equestrian. It was all different sports. And uh, for use, Barstool for water polo. Barstool was basically saying, this person's an athlete now. This person's an athlete now. This person's a a, a Barstool athlete now. And it's sort of like steamrolled into like all these, you know, lower level you know sports you know not the big the big two of basketball football but you know the softballs the the women's you know oh,
0: softballs huge probably baseball college baseball
1: yeah. but, it, but i mean it was like there was like soccer in there there was like track and field like all that speaking shit of so-
0: then- speaking of soccer sorry to cut you off john but i was jesse and i were kind of we were talking about this the other day about this nil and, and like we're talking about um how like you know soccer's you know process of like having these academies and we were like, what if football decided to, you know, create these academies for these high school players to start grooming them even earlier as part of this whole like this 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 whole new contract structure. And it was just like we started talking about it. It It's like, how wild would that be? And that would probably really be the end for, you know, college football as we know it.
1: Well, I mean listen there's a, there's there's a a large percentage of of student athletes that are never turn into professional players right so mm-hmm. there's always going to be the the guy who walks on or you know was a you know you know a, a D3 D2 athlete that you know plays fall four years and ends up being like an insurance salesman like whatever um, but this Sort of taking the money and really putting it at the forefront, you know, I think really is going to impact how these big, I mean, listen, Alabama, Notre Dame, big business schools, right? Big, when I say big business, how much money are they making for their TV deal, right? Uh, how much I mean, when Alabama, they get. Into a bowl game?
3: Alabama generates $160 million a year
1: from their football program. Right. So they, they in themselves are basically a professional football team
0: and, and a small blip spike in the South Jersey area in merchandise sales. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, you know, like that in itself, sort of, you can sort of see the visualization like 10, 15, 20 years from now, like, okay, there's going to be 150 Alabamas, right? Because there's going to be so much money being thrown around. You know what I mean? Like, 20 years from now, Jackson State could join the SEC. There's nothing stopping them, you know what I mean? Like they could join a a, a power five conference, you know? And then what? You know, then does does everything, does the playing field all level? I doubt it because again, you're just writing checks to athletes, writing checks to athletes rather than just people saying, no money, listen, this program makes a lot of money. If you're a part of the 53-man roster, you get a stipend to get your food. We don't need you to have a job. Blah 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 blah. You're here for you're here for your education and to play football, and those are the two things. Now it's education, football, and those are the bottom rungs of the ladder, and and at the top is name, image, likeness, making money. And I'm all for people making their money. Like I don't, I'm not against it. I just think it takes the purity out of the sport. When you start to say like, "Oh, well, Penn State got 25, 25 recruits this week because, um, you know, like you said, Matt, Starbucks yeah. wanted to give them all a million dollars." Home, like, Home
0: Depot ch- chimed in, and
1: it, it turns into fantasy football. And then, what's it going to stop? Like Elon Musk from like just giving a billion dollars to a college to create his own fantasy football team, right? Well, I mean, I mean, that's basically what Phil
3: Knight does with Oregon. He drives around, or he would drive around Oregon's campus, and he would find literally pick out empty plots of land. Call up the co- the president, and be like, "Hey, um, can I lease a piece of land from the school for a year and a half?" What do you What are you up to, Phil? Oh, I want to build something real quick. Just uh, yes, no, cool. And then you know the a state of the art uh football program or football facilities built. Like, so it's the same shit. Um, But again, I think the one way you could, you could probably knock some of the, the hangers hangers on off is, you know, you, you would have to stipulate with the NIL deals. Only X amount of money can be from you know, national it, things or whatever. Cap it.
1: Exactly. Cap and it at something.
3: So like if if you're at Alabama, you can, you know, you it you can run amok at the local level. So if you want to get like the car dealership and the the coffee shop and whatever, make your money, get that money.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But if it's a Home Depot or if it's a national or an international company, you're only allowed to take X amount. And yeah. if you do something like that, it kind of eliminates the ability for to to stack a program
1: it's Um, also scary too jesse like you you think giving these college kids that kind of money and then like hopefully that they you know even the college sort of help them with the managing of it you know what i mean like oh alabama
3: has a an nil pro like a whole uh fleet of people that their job is to help the athletes not do dumb shit. Well,
1: that's good. Smart. Well, that's why wow. they're the that's why are the top dogs.
3: Yeah, and but like what what Matt was saying, like in 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 Europe, you know, you don't go to you don't go to school. You go to an academy. Like you're eight years old, and a and a program picks you up, and then you basically go to their school that's at the club and you're taught there and in between lessons, you learn to play and you play on their youth team. And there, you know, there is no college, you know, I mean, there is, but the people that are playing like college sports or college soccer in, in Spain and Germany and England and France, they're doing it for the love of the game. Like they're not turning pro. Where whereas here the only way to go to the next level is is that where you know would it be interesting to see if they ever and I guess they probably could and that was the thing that Matt and I were talking about is could they because football is such a brutal sport you know do you really want to start these kids in such a, a, a ridiculously regimented program at seven or eight years old and then on top of it it would give certain regions of the country tremendous advantages because you know most of the elite football players are coming out of three regions it's california florida and texas like let's be real like those are the regions that are producing most of the most of the the football players so you know would they even allow something like that where you know the Eagles are scouting kids at, at you know at the peewee level and they're just grabbing these kids. I mean, it'd be an interesting thing to think about because then you would have like uh, you know, Roosevelt Pee Wee games. Well no, but you would have like the U eight Eagles, the the U you know, ten to fifteen Eagles, the the U sixteen to
1: eighteen Eagles, and then you've got the Eagles, like I'll trade the rights to this 8-year-old for a you know what I want to mean and that's, <laughs> pretty, the, that's mu- like, pretty much you,
3: I mean and <laughs> you know yeah. in in, in the, so I mean, baseball kind
0: of does the same thing too right I mean structured a little bit differently but you've got baseball scouts you know in the Dominican looking at 12-year-old kids
1: Yeah, baseball, yeah I mean, you're, you're, either, you're either you're either you're either signed with a, a team or you're in college yeah. So there's no, like, Right. You know in mean?
0: vain. Right. Speaking of soccer, what happened to the union, Jesse?
1: Uh, um,
3: the most Philadelphia thing that could ever Philadelphia happened to the, to the union. So they were hosting the conference semifinals at home, and it was going to be a beautiful day like mid mid 50s partly sunny beautiful day and um 11 players came down with covid and uh it was based, they they basically, Did they all drink from the wrong water fountain in the facility it was, it was basically they think it was just like a um a just a a, a mix of just bad luck like one of the players came back from uh, South America or South Africa playing for his national team. He went into- <laughs> so he went into quarantine two, like three weeks, three or four weeks ago before Omicron happened. He was in quarantine cause he came back. Uh, one of the players wives got, got it. So they, they, they think, they kind of wonder, did it jump from him in quarantine because some of the, the the staff got it too. So did it jump to one of the staff members who then brought it into the facility at the same time? One of the players' wives got it. The player got it. He brought it into the facility, and it was just basically two or three strains. And the one player
0: slept with the other player's
3: wife, and running and gave it to his. So eleven guys got sick. They the union lost um, their entire starting defense. Uh, two of their three strikers, the best goalkeeper in the in the league, and uh, some of their bench depth. And That's um, it. Yeah, I mean nothing, nothing major. I mean it would basically the the equivalent would be if the Eagles in the biggest game of their their the biggest game of the season for the Eagles. Like I have to play the Super Bowl, and the day of the Super Bowl, they're like, um Jason Kelsey couldn't play, Nick Foles can't play, Alshon can't play. Uh, Brandon Brooks can't play. Lane Johnson can't play. Uh, all your running backs—they're hurt too. Uh, we'll take a D tackle linebacker. One so of the corners—they all a question to. Though,
1: Jesse? Uh-huh. Why? So knowing that you're going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. explain to me why the one player was in South America playing. Well, no. So he was playing for his national team in South Africa.
3: Okay. That Ooh, was before wow. the playoffs. That was before the playoffs started. Or right as the playoffs were starting, so he came back to report back to the team. So he had to go into quarantine because he was coming from a hotspot. So it was a mandated quarantine. So they they kind of wonder like, while he was in quarantine, did it jump?
1: Jump right, right, yeah. Was Uh, it? I I just, you know, I I don't understand soccer that that well, and you know, you could educate me, but like. if if I'm in the MLS and I'm and I play for the national team I could, I is that comparable to like the the Sixers and the dream like the the
3: gold so olympic team? in in soccer if your country if your country's federation requests a player FIFA basically demands that you release the player to the national team okay. it it cuz we're
0: basically We're basically the G League for
3: Europe. Well, so So it's like MLS
1: is renting national players.
3: Well, no. So a lot of a lot of leagues will go will basically have two weeks that that they'll basically turn the league off for international play. But the one of these international windows, MLS decides some of the leagues play through them at certain times, some don't. This was one of the windows that MLS was playing through. So he was playing for his national team. He came back. He went into quarantine. But it's not like he was the only. And they don't even know if it was him. Right. Like it could be like three or four different things. And it was just, just bad luck, like you said. Terrible luck, like bad and luck. they 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 scored first, and I've never heard the stadium louder. Like it. It erupted. The state it erupted. The place was shaking. Well, yeah, because one
0: goal. I mean, one goal in
3: soccer is huge.
0: I mean, and I don't know was, much
3: about soccer either, but I know it's it's. It was a it was a big deal. Like to go with all those players down, and to 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 get the first goal, and then New York clawed a goal back, and we're like, okay, this is this is still you know we're going to take it to extra time and we'll see what happens, and the one of the players that. Happened to be one of the guys that they think might have been one of the vectors. He lost the, I don't know, like I've watched the replay a a bunch of times. I, I don't, I think what happened was he just, he was ball watching and he didn't realize that his man was where he, I don't think he realized the guy was right on his hip. And the minute the ball got to him, he, he thought he had. A second to make a play on the ball, and the dude picked his pocket and put the ball across the face of the net, and and it went in, and it went in at like the eighty fifth minute, eighty sixth minute. So they had three you know three four minutes plus stoppage time to pull a goal back, and they they weren't able to do it, and they 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 lost to New York. Which so sucks. So can they run it back? Uh, so I think they, I mean, they've got the best keeper in the league. They've got one of the best to, they've got one of the better center back pairings of, of defenders. One of their outside defenders has just said that he wants to go back to Europe. So they're going to lose him, but they'll be able to sell him and make some money. If, if they, if the, with the roster that they've got, the coach that they have, if they, if they spend a little bit of money. And and get like an out and out like killer striker. They could be a, a favorite to win the cup next year. Absolutely, because so Bill, you 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 watch you dabble in soccer. You're a you're a
0: Union fan. Is, is Jesse making sense here?
2: I absolutely is. Yes. Sure, I think there's just not uh, um as big of a. Talent pool to pull from for the from the MLS. Things, it, I, I mean, think it's it, it Americans, South Americans a little bit, but Europe. It's uh, you know we kind of get, get the castaways well, a little it's, bit, it's, and, they, and then they get homesick and want to go back home to Europe.
3: <laughs> it's it's money because so what ends up happening is you know the the the, the salary that's structure the, and, and,
0: seems to be the theme of this uh, episode so far. The so money.
3: The, so, the, like, the, the, the transfer fee to buy a player is outside of the salary cap. So the, the teams are basically, you know, if you wanted to buy a, a $20 million player, there's nothing stopping you from doing that other than, you know, does your owner have $20 million to piss away on a player? So, you know, what will happen is a lot of the players that have been sold from this league – like what, to Bill's point, have, have come from South America, and they came from South America, played very well here, and then were sold to Europe for 10, 20, 30, you know, million dollars. So like they, they made a big money deal leaving the league. And that's fine. Like MLS is not a, a top two or top three league in the world by you know any stretch of the the imagination. So they're gonna to have to be a selling league. They're not gonna be the you know, they're not getting the the most halas of the world or or Mane or or Lewandowski or any of those those sorts of players. You're not getting that level of player. Mbappe. But you might,
0: like like Bob
2: Lewandowski, Bill? Yeah, Bob I mean, you're not, Mbappe, you know, Yeah, you're not
3: you're not you're not getting an, an Mbappe. But what you can do and I think What's an the Mbappe? Next, He's
2: a, he's, a, he's a goal scoring machine is what he is for France right. he's,
3: he's one of the he's one of the Pick best that guy up come on Kev Durant come on but like the, what you can do is get the some of these these guys that are in their late 20s that because like at a lot of these elite programs over there the minute you hit 30 a lot of these teams are like oh well, this fucking guy's too old to play now and we need to get the next hot shot fucking 18 year old in. So at certain positions, there's, there's plenty of really good players that you can get. You just need to be willing to spend that money to, to get them. So if they, if the union can get a, a 10 to 15 goal score, they could win the league easily because they've got a great defense and the, the best keeper in the league. So it, it just depends on what they do, because the strikers that they have are just Incons maddeningly inconsistent, and they get hurt too often. So, yeah, but I mean, it was it was a it was a hell of a year. Like they went and they they made a deep run in the the Champions League, and they made it to the the Conference Semifinals. And before the COVID outbreak, they they were going to win that game. And if the COVID outbreak doesn't happen, they win the Cup this year. They were so the, they, they were are the they best. technically fourth place?
2: Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I think so like, a lot of wind, the, and this is what they, this is what the kids call a hot take. I think a lot of wind got taken out of the MLS over the past year or so. Not that it's not as popular. I know there's the, the true fans, Jesse's of the world, um, but America not making sons of world. Ben. America not making the world cup is, is fucked up. Like that's bad. That we couldn't even qualify for the world cup.
3: Well, I think they're, I think they, they finally pulled it out. They're going to go, but it, it was, um, it was, it was fucking touch and go for a while. Like it was a little, it was a little too tight to, for uh, a little too I mean, like we're
2: losing the, we're losing to like, you know, Costa Rica and countries that are like the size of North Carolina. And I get it. Like, but you know, for those countries, you know, you're born and you got a soccer ball next to your foot in your crib. So yeah. just what you do. So but that's like
0: that's like our basketball team not winning the gold medal.
2: Yeah, I mean, like we didn't. Even, I mean, you know, we, we like we. I, I oh, I, I thought I heard that we didn't even qualify for it. I, like I thought we missed. Like we didn't. Like we're no, out.
3: For, they needed to at the very end. They needed to pull out a couple wins because at one point they were they were on the the wrong side of the fence.
0: So speaking of pulling out a couple of wins, it's I think that's what the Eagles need to be, be doing here in the last couple of weeks here, come leading into the end of the season. Just since the last time we've we've podcasted, fellas, we've uh, we uh, we were we were riding on a high. We we beat a a battered uh, and beaten up Saints team. At 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 home, got our first home. That was our first home win in how many games? Like forever. I think it was like um, a year and a half. Yeah, it was like forever, man. Uh, then we move on and we we played probably like the worst football game ever. I know it was like the worst football game ever to watch um, but against the Giants. It wasn't pretty. Uh, and then we we kind of right the ship again against uh, you know a team that. I think, I think our if we put a flag football team together, we probably would have had a shot at beating the Jets. So I mean, they got the win, but like, do we feel good about it? Was it an empty win. Um, what are our thoughts going into you know this Sunday um, against the Washington team that you know has has had its ups ups and downs, but is a well coached team and you know has shown the potential of of, of, of fighting back in games and they don't, they don't back down and they don't, they don't, uh, they don't take any shit. So, I mean, it, I think, you know, we're, we're def- we're projected to win, but I mean, how does everyone feel about that? I feel like the way that the Eagles have played, you know, this season, it's been so ups and up and down topsy turvy. I feel like, again, we're entering a game that a division, a division game, it's a must win uh, you know, I, again, I, I don't, me personally, it could go either way. I, I, yeah, I know, again, I know the Eagles, I, I forget what the spread is. Um, I forget what they're giving the Eagles in this game, but, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, I don't
3: think it's a, I don't think it's a lock as you know. I uh, mean, the, at this point, Washington might not have enough, have enough pliers Cause they keep losing they have 42.
2: And, and, like, you know,
3: this, and yeah. only one and only one quarterback.
2: I don't understand why.
3: All you need is one. Like, they don't why even you have Matt, a all their backups are hurt.
2: Why can't you have a like a 20, 25-man practice squad if you want? Like who cares? I mean you pay these guys like, – The, the salary is like 80 or 90 grand for a, for a practice squad player. Why not have like 20 guys on there? Like you can't afford to have that like with what these teams make. Mm-hmm. You know, especially now with COVID, like –
3: yeah, like, it's
2: it it's,
3: it's wild that they don't have a bigger roster for COVID because like
2: it's insane, like it's it's just it just it's just poor planning to to not expand you know the practice squad to where like the oh well should I mean like the Browns like if they didn't have a competent backup in Chase Keenum, I mean just K- K- Chase Keenum, uh, K- Case Keenum, like they're seven and six in the hunt for a playoffs berth, set a huge win against you know the Ravens last week, and now they have like. Their quarterback, uh, their starting receiver, tight end, like all on COVID. So it's like, oh, sorry, guys, see you next week. It's like, all right, well, we're seven and six in the middle of a playoff hunt. Now we lose half our offense. Like the coach has, so it's just like, I don't know. I guess it's, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's just, I don't understand why they're hamstringing the team so much by not having more people available because it's just, it's just poor planning. It just, it just, uh, yeah, it just seems to uh, not be a good spot for them right now. But
1: you know. Matt, to answer your original question on this, it's Jalen Hurts's biggest game of it as, as an Eagle.
0: Uh,
2: I'd,
1: have plays, to, I'd
0: have to agree. I'd have to agree with that, um, and it, I think it's, it's kind of fucked up, but you're right.
1: He's coming off of um, a game where he didn't play because he was injured um, and a bye week um, to get rest. Um, that, that that team needs because it's a little banged up so it's it's a big and, and again it's this is this narrative for this game would be a lot different if um, they weren't in the hunt it's kind of like right, oh, will see what we can get but the hype and the thought around going against washington division rival the the team right now that's in the seventh seven seed spot. We need to beat them in order to help us get into that position that we want to do. And on top of that, you have three more games after that that are basically for your season. So it's kind of like a put up or shut up for him. And I yeah, listen, it's not always always on the quarterback, but in this city right now, with the way last season happened and the way they're rolling with him, it's going to be either the future of Jalen Hurts, or the let's look forward to the 2022 draft and see what's out there. So, for me, it's a big game for him. It's a big game for the Eagles, too. Like, listen, you know, Miles Sanders needs to show up. Um, you know, Devontae Smith needs to show up. The defense needs to show up. You know, Jalen Hurts goes out there and throws 300 yards, two touchdowns, and, you know, we give up 42 points on defense then, you know, again, I, I wouldn't pin it on him, but <clears throat> it's very important for this city and this team and for him moving forward um, for his future these next three or four weeks.
3: And, you know, to, to pile on the Devont, Devontae Smith thing, I'm really getting annoyed watching cut-ups of the game, and there's eight or nine plays every single game that – he makes a defender look stupid and they don't go, they don't go to him with the ball. And it's like, he's already drawing team's number one corner and they're just not getting the ball. Like in the, in the jets game, there were like two or three plays that would have been absolute touchdowns. He had the corner beat and the safety was nowhere near him. And all Minshew has to do is pull the trigger and and throw the ball on time to him and they're touchdowns. And he doesn't even, they don't even look at him, And it's like you, you, He's the future of your franchise. You trade it up for him, and he's shown that he's got the potential. He should be getting seven or eight balls every single game. every single game he should be getting seven or eight balls. It should be the offense should be him and Dallas Goddard and anybody else that feels like actually being a big boy and playing that day uh it it's it's insane that that, that they underutilize him. And he's already shown that he can beat any corner that lines up against him. And they just don't throw him the ball. So, I mean, that needs to change. And, you know, when you, when you see when, when Hertz wasn't looking his way sometimes, it's frustrating. And you start to wonder, you know, is it his arm or is it this or is it that? And then you, you see the same things happen with Minshew. Then you go back to, well, what's the fucking problem? Because now we've had two different quarterbacks that aren't either making the right read, aren't making the throw, or can't make the throw. Or is it – so so what's the problem? You know what I mean? And so – Or is there a problem? Well, I mean if you're not throwing the ball to the guy that's open streaking into the end zone, that's a problem when you don't score on those plays. Did we,
1: did we win the Jets game?
2: <laughs> it doesn't
1: matter. If you have a guy that- I mean, but it does matter. Like just because the guy who you think should get seven or eight targets a game doesn't get them and you still win the game like okay. It doesn't matter. Like what the same there were there were games where To didn't get the ball seven times a game yes, he was but, the best on the field.
3: The but the, the difference is like in the Giants game those same plays happened and we didn't win that game. So
1: when you no, win the I mean, game, let's let's face it, Jalen Rager dropped two balls. That's the reason why we didn't win the Giants game. Yes, so nothing Is, to he, do still with all, is he still on?
3: Is. is he still employed? Does he still have yeah. a roster spot? Does he just have, to have yeah. a locker still? Yeah, I mean everybody else, all the other wide receivers are hurt. Like unbelievable.
1: And what isn't Quez the one that's in quarantine or whatever? So yeah, I think Quez is might un- play. Um, Listen, is I John, like John, the, stretch the, me out, stretch me out. I'm driving on. I understand off. the the Devante Smith, like let's feed him, feed him, feed him, feed him. I get it, but like he's ours. Like he's got so much time to cultivate his his flower, as as Nick Sirianni would oh, say.
3: God, here we go. Plenty I, of time. I I just don't understand why you're not utilizing him more in the offense. That's all I don't get. Like
1: if he's your best wide receiver, he should be the, I would make the same for our running back core, the first seven games of the season. Well, I wouldn't argue with you, (laughs) but like, you know, like sometimes like, listen, if we, if we play this, these next three games and he gets three targets a piece and he's getting doubled and we win games like, okay, whatever. If, we we lose and he's wide open all the time. Then we got we got we, we got something to talk about. But you know I, I, he's not pitching a fit. Well, no, right? and they 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 even
3: some of the reporters were trying to stir shit up and bring and and bring you know. Well, what do you think about not getting enough touches and and you know stuff like that? And he was like, and running the ball off often. He's like, I don't care as long as we win. I don't care what happens. It's football man, running the damn ball. So like, you know, he's, he seems like he's the, he's the ultimate team player and he doesn't care, but if, if at least if you're not going to get him the ball, we should be designing plays where the team, where the team we are facing has to think, oh shit, they're going to get him the ball again, which would then get, which will then get more space (laughs) for our other players. And, you know, it seems like Goddard for the most part has, has been feasting on that extra space that, that Smith creates, uh, the, the interesting thing will be like next year, not to put the, you know, the cart from the horse, but like what happens next year when the salary cap expands and you can get another wide receiver that can play opposite him and then defenses can't just be like, oh, we'll just put the number one corner on Smith. We'll shade his safety over and we'll, we'll cheat a linebacker over to Goddard and we'll lock down their offense. Like now you're going to have to start making like business decisions on who's going to beat you because if they get another good wide receiver on this team, this offense could be a lot of fun next year.
2: So, I mean, you there's this offense is, needs that John's hmm. boy from three years ago. That is jerk off. Oh, sure. passed on AJ Dillon. AJ
1: Dillon in this offense, get it. We got bruising back. You can find one of those.
2: Where where is ours? Jordan and Howard. You keep yeah. We'll
0: get
1: one. Yes,
3: yeah, he is he back yet, or is he still out it's for a while? Time? I think
0: he's back. I think he's back. I, this game.
1: I also don't feel like we're going to get a one of those prime free, I think this team's like two years away from a prime free agent by receiver acquisition.
3: Well, no, I like the some of the guys that I brought up, I'm not saying get like the, you know, the, the A level, but I think you could get like a B level guy. No,
0: I think Bill's right. He brought it up last, po- like we could get a Godwin. Like he's not, he's not like a superstar, but he's it's a not. serviceable a wide
1: receiver. But, but Chris Godwin is going to want... Chris bigger money because he just got franchise tagged and he just got a taste of Brady. He's not going to okay. want to come to the Eagles. Well then, but we can get a guy like him. Other than him, it's DeVonte Adams, good luck. Allen Robinson, maybe? He doesn't really, you know, give me wood. Yeah, he really doesn't uh And then after that, you're like Will Fuller, Jameson Crowder, TY Hilton, Juju, AJ Green really not much there and then to to jesse's point like b-level how long how far down the road you want to go you want deshaun jackson back again he's available christian kirk odell beckham i mean marquise Marquise goodwin we can get him again i mean
3: mike williams is available he wouldn't be a bad a bad pickup Eh. i don't think and i don't think it would take a ton of money to get him I think well, to John's, I to John's
0: point, I don't think any of those
3: names light the world on fire.
1: Yeah, I, I think, listen. I Mike think Williams the,
3: has got seven touchdowns this year.
1: I think the years of the, the, the T.O. superstar wide receiver, we have our superstar wide receiver. He's on our roster. We just need to coach him up, teach him up, get him bold to Jesse's point a little bit more, and he's our guy. But we now, need a number, yeah, we need, a, we need a we
3: need a professional wide receiver on this team.
1: Right. But you're not going to go and spend, you know, 40 million and get. Oh, no. But I I think I I think you could get Mike Williams for not a ton. This team isn't ready for this team is like two years, three years from that.
3: Yeah. But like you could get Mike Williams like. And we need an earth mover of a running back. Well, that's never going to happen. This front office does not believe in that.
1: That's not true. They like, did Darryl, in 2017.
0: They did in 2017 when they yeah, went J. out. Jay about- was,
1: was, yeah, was, yeah. was here. was here. Jordan Howard was here one year. Look, yeah. Blunt was one in three, and out.
2: That was it. Blunt
0: was in Blunt. and out, and we won a Super Bowl. Okay.
3: I'm, yeah. not saying, I'm not saying that it's not a winning philosophy. I'm saying that the, the, the owner and the GM do not care about running the football. The last,
1: couple weeks they- yeah, the last couple of weeks they'. I mean that. every yeah. every reporter, and it's not just like you, if, know, McLean- you think, if you think that the owner and the GM are sitting up there with two staples buttons pushing run, run, pass, pass, I think you're insane. I think you're in- absolutely insane.
3: So what you're saying is the um,
1: I would love to have that like I the, the owner there, and the, and the general manager, do not push buttons when it comes to play calling. I
3: can I can I finish or are you gonna interrupt me again? <laughs>
1: Depending on what you say, I'm gonna interrupt so here we
3: go. last last year <laughs> when our Dougie was still on the roster and he was Doug, the coach, Doug, there were reports from multiple sources, from multiple writers that all said that after every game, Doug would have to go have a meeting with the owner and the GM and explain his play calling. And the running of the game, the running of the football, and one of the sore sore points with Doug Peterson was after the Green Bay win, where they ran the ball up and down the Packers, on on the Packers, and won that game. That the owner and the GM were not happy with the amount of running plays that were called. That was something that was attributed to Doug Peterson after he was fired. So
1: those are those are things that actually happened. So those are reports. That someone wrote with no source other than an anonymous source that someone just. OK, and, and like, let's let's be real. Doug Peterson could have quashed that at any
3: time after he got fired. He could have said that that is not true.
1: Hope Peterson also wants to be a head coach in the National Football League. Again. I understand He's not going to say Pip. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't it's not a professional either. thing to do, whether it honestly, happens, if you know,
0: I'm Doug Peterson, i don't give a fuck right now. It would. Like, I really this, don't John,
1: John, sit here and say that after every game, even if even if that I don't believe that report one iota as it is,
0: because John,
1: you fact. couldn't be micromanaged that way in order to even be successful at your job.
0: Anything it's said good. on this podcast is John. True. It's facts fact. on the Internet. So. Yeah, I mean,
1: come on, right? And to be sitting there and be like, oh, at halftime, Howie comes down and says, Well, no, oh, I don't you need five more runnings runs to uh, I the not it's like I, John. I'm not saying that
3: during the game they they are telling him what to do, but if you don't think that they have a have a say in what happens on a week to week basis, when again the reports came out that Howie Roseman was the one and even Nick Siriani in a press conference reiterated it Nick Sirianni does not have a say on the game day roster that is a Howie Roseman decision on who plays and who doesn't play
1: he's in charge of the personnel yes yes I don't I don't that personnel and calling plays are two different things
3: no but if you don't think that the guy who has say in personnel doesn't also say we want to throw the ball his my, my. job
1: is to be in charge of the personnel yes. of the Philadelphia Eagles. And his job is to not call the place.
3: If you don't think the guy that is able to have a say on personnel on game day doesn't also have a say on the style of play that they are going to play, then you are okay. But
1: I, I don't. I mean, I don't I don't believe half the things that the beat writers in the in the in the city write because to your point five minutes ago, they just try to find something. To start, shit. Like, it's 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 unfathomable to me that that anyone would think that the owner of the team is dictating play calling. Like, do you like do you think about the amount of work that an owner has to deal with and things on a day to day basis that he has to deal with? Do you think he really sits up there and contemplates and dictates what really needs like? Did you, did you see the Monday Night Football game the other night? That woman's 90 years old. Do you think she knows what an A-gap and a B-gap is? Excuse me. She's
0: 98. No, get, your, John, fa- but, get your facts right, John. Do,
1: like, do, do, I you think, think, do you think that Jeffrey Lurie really understands the concept of, you know, throw, give, throw a term out for football, uh, blocking schemes? Like, no. but no, what it they, doesn't. What they
3: have said, again, I, you don't believe them because, you know, Whatever, But things are
1: not factual. They're not based on any facts. They're based on sources mm-hmm. that report on things.
3: Well, no, John, they are anonymous sources because if they were not anonymous sources, they would no longer be employed by the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's be real on that. But again, one of the other reports came out that Jeffrey Lurie and Jeffrey Lurie's son, who is also in the front office, believe that while they are not football guys and they don't understand football terms, they f- have felt, and Jeffrey Lurie has said this, that analytics has allowed him to have a different way to look at football and have, a, have his voice be heard with the football people. So again, do I think that every owner is involved on a day-to-day basis? No. But do I think that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman on a week-to-week basis – are are talking about the way they want their team that they draft and manage to play on a week-to-week or a year-to-year basis i absolutely believe every bit of those reports
1: okay like some land for you out in the midwest if you're interested in the like if none I, of these mean, it's, it, what's 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 always amazing to me is that when we when we were on this podcast a year or a year ago mm-hmm. and, and the, ship the ship is sinking and this team's going to suck, and we get ready for this year. We're at week 13 coming out of the bye, and we're talking about this team po- maybe potentially getting into the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. And a uh, year ago – I thought was, you were going to say we were right. They do suck. Because nope. they do. They do suck. This team sucks.
1: I, okay. This well, team's they, not going mean,
0: to – even if, even if they make the playoffs, suck, have you, it's
1: have got, you, more – it's have got you, more win.
0: Have you seen? Have you seen like a real NFL team play this year? Like, like if we make the playoffs, like it's going to be a disaster.
1: Making the playoffs. Making the playoffs is important for your team to grow and get experience. So yes, while some of us here might want to see the team go 0 oh, and 17 and get the first pick overall, I would prefer to actually have the guys that we have the, the nucleus of this team and the young guys get the experience that we've we've all wished and prayed for that Carson would have gotten two or three years ago and name insert younger player here. It, it just, it hasn't happened. So if Jalen Hurts could be the guy and could be the future of this franchise, we need him to get experience, whether it be four more games of losing, three more games of winning a playoff, a playoff berth and a wild card. And listen, I can name a few teams that
0: well, four more games of losing is that's the end of Jalen Hurts. I mean, you said it yourself. If we lose this next game, it is probably the end of Jalen Hurts.
1: My whole point here, what I'm saying, Matt, is
0: I get your point, and it's a good one. Thought,
1: a lot of us here thought that this team was a five-win team. This team is one game better than a five-win team and going going for a wild card spot. So when we sit here and we talk about how we think the goes to show you how
0: bad our division
1: is and the GM does this, like they were doing, they're doing something right because this team isn't the the lions. This team is not Jacksonville where year over year, they're at the bottom of the barrel, picking at the top of the draft board. And here we are. So, you know, I, I mean, it's- I would have a different opinion if we were two in two and 15 at the end of the season or one and 16, and really, you know, uneventful, not exciting football. But I mean, yeah, we've, had okay. some we've had some good games too. All right. I mean, well, some of, what exactly. if we loo- what if
0: we what if we lose
1: out? Then what? I mean, you're you're looking forward to the next season. I mean, if they if if they if mean, lose if you lose in you know every game and you're getting blown out and whatever, even if it's a close game and you lose, you lose. You're you're really thinking about your franchise quarterback, right? I mean, that's the most important position in football. But Do, do we, we have a franchise quarterback? I don't know yet. I mean, this is his really his rookie year, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I would if I was sitting here today, a betting man, I'd say that no matter what happens, he's going to be the starter next year either. No, I'm sorry, he's going to be the next year as well. Starter. The, yeah, the only way he doesn't
3: start next year is if they do something dumb. And and trade for, like, a broken-down Russell Wilson, like, who – I don't know why he would – Russ wants one more shot at the chip. He's not coming here. Like, Russ would do, like, a Brady, and he would try to find a team that's uh,
1: – that, that stuff is, like, so four or five months from now, like, I'm not – Yeah, gonna, but like, – I, I want to see what this team has. Like, again – some people here bottom right hand sort of screen they were they were a five-win team well we're six and seven see what the last four games does we're we're, fight, we're fighting for a playoff spot that to me is exciting football you know if we are three and whatever and we're not in the playoffs we ain't watching the next four games right like, well, we're kind and of like what's on TV right what's on Netflix
3: well and and not just that you're wondering has the team quit on the coach like that's the bigger thing the fact that through some of these ugly games that they've had this year, even at the end of them, this, this team was giving maximum effort for each other and to try to still, you know, if not win the game, at least not look like a bunch of jet, you know, jerk-offs playing out there. So they they have not quit on the coach. And, you know, so far, by and large, you know, Sirianni is 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 a decent is it looking like a decent hire? Like I kind of want to you know inject a little truth serum in him and be like, hey bro, um, what happened with the running game the first you know month and a half of the season? That would have been fun. You know, like I would have lo- I'd love to pick his brain on that one because <laughs> if he was running the ball, then like he was now. We wouldn't be talking about, man, we really need to win out to maybe have a shot at a wild card team, wild card. We'd be talking about, man, the Cowboys are getting ready to implode again. We might be able to catch these assholes for the division. So, you know, that's, I mean, that was a, you know, a frustration, but it looks like he's learned from it and him and the defensive coordinator are are getting better on a, on a, on a week to week basis. So, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I still don't know. If, if Jalen's our guy, I really I really really want him to to be the guy
1: um, You're in the minority Jesse because the more I hear and read there's it's Philly's being Philly again. Oh yeah like every podcast I listen to they're
3: – well and it's not even the podcast it's it's the beat guys all of the beat but and it's every one of the beat guys will say the same thing. I really love Jalen Hurts. I think he's shown some stuff as a player. I hope they give him the next year. I don't know if they will.
1: You're such a, uh, if you remember like McNabb era, right? Like it's, it's funny to me how, how far we've come as a society. It's like NFL, right? Not for long. You know, you got one or two years. And if you, if you don't, if you don't show it, you're out. You know what I mean? Like how long was McNabb here? Like, like we were on the, once we drafted him, it was like, all right, here's our, here's our guy for the next 10 years. Right. And like, now we live in Philadelphia, the, the society where it's like, and especially in Philly, it's like, dude, if you're not, if you're not there like a year and a quarter in, well, forget it. Like, you know, there's no roller coaster. It's, you know, it's a quarter mile drag race. And if you're the slow one, forget about it. Well, and that's I'm- really, really sad. It really well is. I mean I will say like I, I forget I think it was
3: um I think it was a, a piece that uh, Ben Solak wrote about talking about um what's his nuts' of struggles up in up in uh playing for the Jets and how he's looked atrocious this year. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the things that he brought up was how often some of these bad teams have Invested in a first round pick and then three years later or three, four years later, investing another first round pick in another quarterback. And it's the, the Jets. It's the Jets, <laughs> the Jaguars. Right?
1: Portals. Portals. Uh, yeah. It's, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and it's the Eagles. Huh? The Eagles. No.
2: Yeah. Carson Wentz traded up, traded him out of town.
1: Yeah, but
3: this was first round pick, first round pick. It's a this is a A strict apples and apples comparison, like
1: so. So, Jesse and I have been talking. Bill and Matt, what's your what's your what's your fifty thousand foot view of this?
2: This last four
1: games, last Last four games, Eagles, Eagles, end of the season. What what? Silence. Got it.
0: (laughs) I have zero. I have zero confidence in this team to 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 win out. I just, they're, they're too, they're too inexperienced. They're, they're too, they're too young in some spots and they're also too old in other spots or they're too injured. Um, it, they're too, they're not consistent enough. Um, you know, it's, as soon as we think the defense is, is, is humming, they, they lay an egg the next week. It's, they haven't shown me enough consistent ball, uh, to, to string together, uh, you know, four wins. I mean, it's.
1: what do you feel? Especially division
0: division games where like, you know, in a division where it's up for grabs. So, um, I said it in the beginning of the year, I said, I, I hope Jalen hurts is the guy I like. I like his character. I like how his competitive nature. I think he's, I think he's got a tremendous amount of athletic ability. Um, I feel like we rely a little bit too much on his athletic ability at times. Um, and he's put in situations at, at the end of the day, um, you know, where it, it looks like it, it it looks badly on him um, at the end of games, especially some close games where we let him get away. Um, but I, I also think that at the end of this year, there's a good possibility that, you know, he will be the scapegoat for you know, the, the, the shortcomings of this team, um, whether that be true or not, um, you know, we, we've seen it happen before. And I, and I don't think it's right. I don't, I think it's, I, I think it'd be a, a shame if that happens. Cause like I said, I like this kid. I, I'm rooting for him. Um, and I'm, and I truly root for the Eagles to win. I'm just, you know, as the season has gone on, you know, I, I want, I want this team to grow to your point, John, I, I want to see growth. That was the point of the season. Um, but, you know, I, I, I pegged a five win se- season and, and here we are, you know, down the stretch and th- th- they're only at six wins. So, and it, it, you know, and, 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 and as, as inconsistent as they've been all year, I just don't really have. Con- I'm, I'm not saying that they're going to lose out, but I just, I'm saying I don't, I am not, I don't have any confidence that I can truly say they're going to, they're going to beat Washington this way. I, and I don't care if Washington, you know, is calling up replacement players. Like it's just, it doesn't, I, I, they've shown me, they've, they've shown, they haven't shown me, you know, any consistency this year at all. And, Maybe, maybe that's to be expected. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm. That's that's where I am overall. I'm just, I'm not. uh, I'm not. It's it's been kind of deflating for me too as a fan. Um, I'm not going to lie. But it's you know we knew this one was going to be a tough season. We knew this was going to be a lot of trial and uh, trial and error. Uh, New coach, new coaching staff, new system. Um, You know, a lot of. Young guys, but uh, I don't I, I just I think we're expecting a lot out of this team um, if you know to to make the playoffs. Uh, I, I i don't I don't think this is the year for that. I think this is solely let's see what we have, let's develop. And you know what? like I see I totally see your point. Um, you know, if they make the playoffs, yeah, it'd, it'd be good experience. but like I just don't think we have a tight enough nucleus to say, yeah, let's make the playoffs, and we have the the, the core group of guys that we want to move forward with here, you know, um, to to get to get the experience underneath their belts because these are our ride or die guys. I mean, we have guys like fucking Jalen or uh, uh, Riker still on this team that, you know, w- we need him on because we everyone else there's no one else. Like, I just there's just so many holes with this team that i think i think making the playoffs this year would just be a meh i think it would be an embarrassment i think that you know we're going to face a a true contender in the first in the first round and they're just going to fucking embarrass us that's what i think
1: what do you think bill we're also quiet
0: A great intro song I have it I, it's on my list is it your number five is it your number five Bill number one he
1: doesn't answer the question he just plays number the question. one
0: well that all ought to tell you what Bill thinks about the Eagles he wants to move on no
1: Bill's got to go on the record for at least two minutes three minutes and and, and say his, his piece everyone else has oh, I love that song
2: I would gladly send Dusty Rhodes Estate a royalty check for that. So we'll get with the forfeit legal team if we need to.
0: Sweet Sapphire,
2: well, sweet Sapphire, we we'll under her a check. Got to, it's, it's money well spent. So we're talking about stupid Eagles. Listen, the Eagles are like just in fo- are, are they're just in football limbo? It doesn't take five years to build a winning team anymore. It takes a year or two. So no matter what, so to say, like, they're a year or two away, that's two-thirds of the league. Like, it's literally 14 out of 32 teams make the playoffs. So that's almost 50% of the league make the playoffs. So you don't have to be that good of a team to make the playoffs. You've got to be in the top half, which is still means you're good. It doesn't mean you're, like, really good. It means you're about a little better than average. So the Matt's point is I don't know we have a ton of core pieces to build around to put it bluntly I mean we I mean we have Reaper uh, we got a couple linemen um, obviously Mailada, Dickerson um, you know uh, we have Goddard but the quarterbacks a question mark the D lines a question mark you know age wise secondary Slay Nelson you know I mean, we have the, we are the back ends. You know, who do we have back there? Kayvon Wallace. I mean, is that a building piece? I don't know. Linebackers, I think we know about that. That's been exhausted. So I think, to Matt's point, yes, the playoffs would be, you know, you know nice as far as, all right, you know, they overachieved and whether they lose in the first round or not, whatever. But like he said... It, we kind of did it with some some you know some plug and play veterans that aren't gonna be around on you know the next year or two. So it's you know it wouldn't excite me. It would make it just more fun to watch because I hate watching losing football on Sunday. It's just not fun. So I appreciate that with the team. Um, but I think that it's still a, a travesty that we're in this spot and that we're that depleted of talent especially in a division that has been so, subpar so the last three to five years. It, it just shows that, you know, we we, we could be a little dead horses. Take out, and it's a big takeout. I'm not, I'm not downplaying it, but takeout 17. And this is a 7 and a 9, 8 and 8, 9 and 17, year in and year out. So it's like I don't see where there's any, like, you know – any eliteness or like close thereof to to this team. So I think this is a team that has nothing to hang their hat on. So everybody looks to Jalen. And for whatever reason, Jalen doesn't have the it or look of a franchise quarterback right now. Whether he is or isn't, nobody gives him credit for it because you take away the running plays which are part of football, I get it, but look at Lamar Jackson. How's he helping his team right now? Oh, he didn't finish a game because he tried to run out of the pocket instead of throwing to a receiver, and he hurt his ankle. And, I, you know, when and the same with the Jets. I mean, we got lucky because it was the Jets, but what if that was the Redskins game that, you know, Jalen got hurt? And it's not his fault he got hurt, but he when you, when you rush the ball 13 times, quarterbacks might be tough, but they're not designed to get hit. I don't care who you are. So I think it's just a matter of, I guess, accepting, like Matt said, that this is a year that you couldn't have expectations, and you had to just go out there and, and I guess, hopefully, hopefully they play well and hard, and then they have. So it's not a bad Sunday, but I think it all leads back to the fact that our management staff has put a shit product on the field the last two to three years. And and you can give them excuses for you know injuries or bad contracts or bad signings, but uh, you know the, the reality is all NFL teams deal with that. And I get it. The one X factor you have is a franchise quarterback hides all those warts. Like that's just the reality. I mean, take take Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay, and there are five win team most years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the reality. Sure, so so it, so it's I don't fault Howie like he's like. Putting all bad players, but the fact that he's been through how many drafts and and again, it's not. I mean, there's, there's no magic, magic recipe, obviously, because quarterback. It's he's never found the guy, like never, like and it's, so. It's just I don't understand, like you know, why it's this time is going to be different. Oh, it'll be different this time. Well, well, what is it? You know. Was he the one that, you know, if we want to give him credit for Fletcher Cox and all those guys, well, did he get Kevin Cobb then? Was that Howie, technically? I mean, that was Howie. I mean, you know, he, you know, he's the one that, you know, you know said that. He, he said, and, and I would love to find this because I know i read this. I'm not making it up in my head. I promise that when he traded up to get Carson, he said he did that because they didn't feel there's anybody coming out in the next draft worth doing it for. Who's in the next draft? Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, so I think he missed out on that one a little bit too. Now a lot of people did, but it's just I don't know. I guess it's as a fan, it's hard to get excited for a team that you know. I I, I don't know what we're like, where we're heading. So, but you know, I I still watch every Sunday. So it's you know it, that's not going to change.
1: <laughs> I think when you go back and you look at, and you guys know I'm a glass half full with this team, and I am a homer. But like when you go back and you looked at trading your franchise your so, quote unquote100 million dollar franchise guy and plug in some holes and there's a lot of more holes in this ship than we know. to put a product out there that I would agree to Matt's point is unreliable. It, there has been no consistency. but to be able to be in the position we are in now, I personally am and am more am more surprised this year because I thought we would be a lot worse um, but I'm I'm very surprised and I'm surprised more people aren't as surprised you know what I mean like when I laugh when Matt said five and twelve you know like ha you know but to see where we were where we've come from yeah okay I get it we're middle of the road team but we're not the Detroit Lions like that's the one thing that I I am proud of as a Philadelphia Eagles fan is that like we don't suck. We we don't have a lot of four and 12 seasons and that's a good thing. And I think that's a, that's a hat tip to this, this whole organization. I'm not going to just say Howie or Jeffrey, whatever it's, it's everyone. It's the team, it's the coaches, it's the front office, it's everyone. Um, So I just hope that, you know, the positivity of this season can sort of start to roll through because we could be a lot worse and we're not. We'll find out, I guess, in the next four games. we lose the next four games, I guess we're – yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think we're going to do that. And, I mean, we went talking if you 1-1 or 2. I mean, who knows? But because any given Sunday, I mean, I think the Giants game was a real slap in the face to the whole positivity train that you're talking about.
0: That really derailed my positivity that that, Giants in that game. game. That game is a disgrace.
2: You just saw Jalen, and I get it. Like, he's a young quarterback, and I totally agree. It's a different landscape that if he, you know, Trevor Lawrence throws four picks in a game, and it's, oh, well, you know, he's running the defense. Jalen only has four more starts than than Trevor Lawrence. So it's not – and, you know, he had no training camp last year, nothing. Mm -hmm. So so it's not fair that you give a top five pick – a year or two to fit, you know, or a couple of years, you know, the, the past. Well, he's got to learn it. Or Jalen doesn't get that because he's second round pick. Oh, well, he's not, you know. It's so I do see that that hypocrisy in that. If you're not a top pick, you have a shorter leash. That's just how the world is. I mean, it's just that's just the reality of sports. Superstars get a little more, you know, if they're considered blue chip talent, more leeway.
3: But Bill, the the crazy thing about that though is. You look at the decision to draft him and everything that happened since then. So, you know, if you don't give him time and you pull the Band-Aid off too soon, you have to look at what the decision to draft him cost you. It cost you a full season, a lost season. It was a second-round pick. You could have invested in a guy like Jeremy Chin. Blew your salary cap up. And, you know, magically... And and I'm not saying I want Carson back. But you put him on a different coaching staff that's trying to, you know, not have him drop back and throw the ball 60 times a game. And he's putting up top 10, top 12 numbers right now. So if you don't give Jalen Hurts the time... And the guy you traded away is starting to play pretty good. Th- then what? Then what? You know what I mean? You 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 don't have the quarterback anymore because you traded him because you alienated him, and then he acted like a little a little baby, and you had to get rid of him. You don't have a guy like Jeremy Chin who's going to be a, a player in this league for for the next couple of years. And you and the guy that you drafted that you're now not giving the time to isn't
1: good enough. So like. I, I, would you rather have Joe Flacco and Jeremy Chin, or would you rather have Jalen Hurts and insert Marcus Epps? Here, here's I, here's I don't, I don't I'm understand gonna, that. Like well, Jeremy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Jeremy I'm gonna, Chin doesn't move the needle in Carolina because you know why? Because Carolina doesn't have a quarterback.
3: Well, I'm and gonna at least
1: we're trying to figure out whether we're gonna have a quarterback or not. Well, you can go fucking. Buy a free agent. Okay. Well, I'll, I already explained it, but I'll 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 use smaller
3: words and talk slower. <laughs> so so follow along this time. Okay. If you don't draft Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz is still a Philadelphia Eagle.
1: And how and how's it, how's Carson playing this year? He's playing a lot better than Jalen Hurts. Oh, he is. What's their record? I believe they're in the playoffs. They're seven and six. They're one more game above us. So I don't want to like. I don't. You know.
3: Look, all I said was, "Wentz is having a good year. He's not having a great year. He's having a top ten year, which is all we really ever wanted out of him was to have top ten seasons." All I and I said it, not five minutes ago. You took him out of the situation. You put him on a different coaching staff where they're not having him drop back sixty times a game, and he's having a decent year. So if you don't draft Hurts, Wentz is still the 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 quarterback on this team. And you're not you're not wondering if you you know have a quarterback or not. You've got the guy. Now granted he's proven that he's, you know, a a a soft you know, somebody that's soft and you can't really rely on him, but you you would have a quarterback. Who's you know, soft? They can rely on him. That makes perfect sense. Well, from a from a like a mental standpoint, like they drafted Hurts and he fell apart and wanted to leave. Like, let's be real. That's what it was. It had nothing to do with anything else.
1: Oh, so now we, now we want a soft, mentally challenged player on to lead our football.
0: Team. Well, I, I also think that Frank Reich had something to do with it too.
3: Well, I mean, but but John, to to my point, he's thrown twenty two touchdowns, five picks almost 3000 yards, 63% completion percentage. That's good enough to win in this league. That's and top he's back 10 with Frank Reich. That's top yeah. 10 numbers. So like do I want him back? No. But my point is it it will be infuriating at the, at the at year's end if we find out that they're trying to trade for Russell Wilson or they're drafting another quarterback or they're doing something like that because it's so
1: like that's because you you read all those articles and you believe the hype. That's all. If you no. if you think if you think Russell Wilson like you said earlier is going to come here to a rebuilding team, I think you need to stop reading his articles. If well, you no, think John. they are going to trade three draft picks for Deshaun Watson who has 20 some sexual harassment cases, I think you need to stop reading his articles. I like, think when you look at hindsight here and the fact that we drafted a guy in the second round as insurance as it was we would be in a lot worse shape now if we were sitting here at three and 16, or I'm sorry, whatever the math is, three wins, two wins with Joe Flacco as our quarterback or Brian Hoyer as our quarterback. John, or, it's, insert it's, Tyrod it's, Taylor.
3: But if you don't draft Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz is your quarterback.
1: That's, what, what, why? Because he made a decision to not feel welcomed. That was his decision, not because they again, again, I am not absolving him of
3: his part in it. But the reason he wanted a to leave big
1: part of it that you're sort of
3: if they don't use a second round pick on a backup player, he doesn't ask to leave, he doesn't ask to be traded. If they used that second round pick on a starter, none of this happens. And again, let's be real. Smart, well-run football teams are not using second round picks on backup quarterbacks. Not a single one does. None of them do. They're grab their drive their backup quarterbacks are four. Well, they, they grab
1: them in the first round, Jesse, like the Green Bay Packers or <laughs> other other or other well, quarterbacks that have been drafted in the first round that sit for two or three years. Those yeah, are backups. But,
3: but that doesn't happen anymore. Let's be real. If you use a first round pick on a quarterback, they start immediately. It's not. Uh, it's it's not the the McNabb era, did where Justin Fields start immediately. He's a better example. We're talking about a Mitchell Trubisky. Did he start immediately? I believe Mitch started within his first year. Did he start? But again, we're talking about the Bears. Like,
1: they're right. But like, listen, I don't. We, we can we can spend a whole nother podcast arguing about the draft. My, I just think that the needle on Jeremy Chin over Jalen Hurts is like. Would you rather have the safety that is playing playing okay, well? Playing, I mean, is he a pro bowl? I don't know. Or would you rather have Brian Fitzpatrick this year and Tyrod Taylor? And but again, you're, you're missing – knowing who your quarterback you, 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 may or you, may not be.
3: Again, if you don't draft Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz is the quarterback. I, I do Not necessarily. Have, he wouldn't ask out if they didn't do that. Okay, that's your opinion <laughs> why would he ask to leave if they didn't draft his, his replacement Bill somebody fucking back me up here that I'm not fucking taking crazy pills he didn't well, ask Nick to be Foles, treated Nick Foles was already here and he was upset
1: Nick Foles wasn't on the roster anymore dude Nick Foles no. wasn't on the roster One he was point a Jacksonville Jaguar he was getting hurt when Nick Foles was here he was already jealous and pissed off that he was still here and what did the team do they said you know what Thank you very much, Nick. We we will for everything you did, for everything with the city. We appreciate it. We're gonna give you the the opportunity to go sign with another team because we don't want the problems that's gonna cause with this baby of a quarterback. This baby bitch. Again, did he I mean am I am I am I am I crazy for thinking that? Like Jesse, he watched him win the Super Bowl. Yeah. The next year he was hurt. So he watched Nick Foles again get to almost the NFC Championship game. Then the following year, he's, he gets hurt again. Fuck you, Alshon. Like, I, I, I right now, yes, he's playing well. He, he was hurt in the beginning of the season for a couple games or whatever. But to, to sit here and go like, you
0: could playing well enough to get us that first round. John.
1: My my, my
3: point is, you, my can't, pick. My you pick. can't be like, oh, well, if we don't draft
1: Jalen Hurts, where would we be? I don't know what. Well, that that is my point, Jesse. Because then you're playing this season with a guy who is basically just a filler, and then and then what? Then you're going into the next season, so you're already behind because you don't know what you have.
0: This argument brought to you by the Auto Man.
1: I mean, if I'd rather they, I'd, ra- I'd don't... rather have the guy that they like, and they're going to give him a tr- give him a chance and see what we got. Because otherwise, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick who wins you four games, maybe. And at the end Magic. of the season, like, oh, okay, let's go out and get uh, uh, the kid from, I don't know, Liberty, uh, Willis or Malik, whatever his name is. And, okay, we're going to give a shot at him. And then wait another two years? At least you're ahead of the game. They
3: used a second-round pick on his backup. That is why he asked to be traded. If they drafted a safety or a wide receiver or a defensive end or a linebacker or a punter, or literally any other position on the football team, Carson Wentz would not have asked to be traded. You may not like that fact, but that is legitimately a fact. That like, is
1: not a fact. He didn't Bill, ask to be traded because he got because we drafted uh, Jalen Hurts. That's not a fact. Where find me an article where it's in quotes that Carson Wentz was upset that they drafted Jalen Hurts? And why did why he was That's why he asked to be traded. Why did he ask to be traded then? Find me, find me He's, a factual. You're telling lease. me,
3: you're telling me that 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 he was okay with them drafting his fucking replacement at his he position. Had,
1: he had no problem playing playing last year. He didn't. He didn't stamp his feet and go, "I'm not playing." He drafted a backup. He, Aaron Rodgers didn't didn't stamp his feet.
3: We're talking about a guy, in Aaron Rodgers. I'm,
1: that, I'm comparing, I'm pairing an, I'm comparing an organization. Mm-hmm. Who drafted a a backup quarterback in the first round? Mm-hmm. Well, no, they, dra- they so, drafted so another the next organization guy. that drafted a back your quote unquote backup on the second round, and one person acted one way, and another person you're saying acted a different way. Now, here, and then
3: we'll get off this. I is when when the the Rogers replacement to Carson's replacement right was Aaron Rodgers in his third year of his career. So, Aaron Rodgers, when they drafted the guy that might eventually take Aaron Rodgers' job, Aaron Rodgers was maybe at the tail end of his career, right? The yeah. back, maybe the back third. Sure. So, it makes more sense to say, hey, maybe we get the next guy while well, our guy that we still have can play in an elite level for a year or two, and then we've got the next guy, which is basically what Green Bay did with Farvin Rodgers.
1: Or you could be Our, pissed off like Aaron uh, Rodgers was not spending that first round pick on a running back, wide receiver, or whatever they needed. And he could have pitched a shift fit. But the diff but again, so the reason I think Wentz wanted out
3: was because they drafted his replacement in the second round instead of getting him a guy that could help him win. So that showed how much faith they had in him. Now w- with you you now. I'm not going to excuse him acting like a baby and asking to be traded because what did Rogers do when they drafted him? They're like, he was like, cool. I'm going to show that you wasted that.
1: You shouldn't, you shouldn't do that, Jesse, because the Eagles told him we're investing in you. We're going to give you a hundred million dollar contract. I don't give a shit. If the first three rounds we drafted three quarterbacks, you're still the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. But the thing is they,
3: they gave him the money and then they drafted his backup. So, it doesn't matter. You sign a
1: contract, you honor the contract. That's, John, that's let's
3: be real. Thing. That doesn't happen anymore. It, it's not 1950. Let's be real. It it doesn't.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. No, I'm not saying that's <laughs> the way it should be. <laughs> I'm I, saying- I'm, I, I mean, like, oh, I'm sorry, officer. I, I understand, <laughs> I understand oh, what you're saying, Jesse, but what I don't agree with is- Don't pitch a shit fit and stamp your feet and want to leave. Buck up and shut up like Aaron Rodgers did and be an MVP and go out there and play. You're missing.
3: I agree with you. And Ken doesn't say
1: healthy enough to play, though. That's his problem. I
3: agree with you that he should have done that. But the thing is, you, 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 like, I'm agreeing with you and my points that are absolutely make sense. You're just like, no, that's crazy. I mean, oh, you have an
1: opinion. It
3: doesn't
1: mean I drink. I got
0: something it. else we can all agree on, like how badass this theme song is. 50, the oh, that didn't work out too good. You oh, off. Stop. Stop. You i I gotta get it loaded. Hold on. get your shit Wasting together, matters. Time. Hold on. <laughs> <Wait a laughs> keep, keep, keep arguing.
1: Keep like chin. Jeremy Chin, like Jeremy Chin, goddamn time. It, it's <laughs> just Jeremy Chin moves the needle. <laughs> I can't wait for he becomes I can't wait for a hall of famer, Jeremy Chin. Here it is.
2: The demolition. Here comes the gap.
1: This episode brought to you by Casio Paper Quarters. So that's what From
2: the <laughs> <laughs> show you how to do the challenge. You
0: Great tag team, demolition. Are you the Demolition was. Oh yeah, there's another good. Didn't didn't Smash become the Mountie? Yes. All all. There's it was that bell and that's it, man.
1: Oh, he yeah, needed the lights. You heard that
0: bell and. It... No
3: this is the only one do some cocaine backstage run around that's it I think the Eagles need
0: to start listen that you guys know how much I, of a Rocky Balboa fan I am but if they started playing the ultimate warrior theme song on third downs <laughs> on defense game over
3: No one would want to play play against Philly.
2: Hundred percent.
3: Ultimate Warrior was the theme song. Like, dude, I I went
0: through. I found a YouTube link of like the top twenty five of eighties wrestling theme songs. Like the top twenty five. Ultimate Warrior wasn't even on there. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. Yeah,
1: there's a lot to like an entrance now too. Like, you know, I mean, not I'm talking present day wrestling, but. You know, back then, they didn't have the pyrotechnics and the...
0: No, it was, all, the it was all showmanship.
1: It was literally that song and the way the guy comes out was like yep. the entrance, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. There were no like lasers and... Yeah. You know.
1: That's why, like, when the Undertaker, like, the lights came down, like... Oh, yeah, it's the best. When Hulk Hogan comes out with the flag, like... Yeah. Yep. You know? Like, like, just just, running don't in, all the war running in, diving in, and just fucking going crazy. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. No one guy who
0: would come out and and hype up the crowd with, with without a theme song would be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He would come oh. out, oh, and he'd have the flag too, you know, and everyone would just start going nuts.
1: Talk about a guy who just just brings a weapon into the ring. Like there wasn't many guys that did that,
0: right? Three, 2 by 4 Well, you had um
1: Cactus Jack, right?
0: Yeah, you had um uh ba- um uh uh, uh big boss man had the nightstick
1: the nightstick yeah um, but that was, was like part of, of yeah. i guess it was part of his did, Junkyard, did Junkyard dog. had chain. two by four
0: yeah oh oh well a lot of people used it on him <laughs> unfortunately they would
3: yeah like it. that's what i mean i felt like he got beat up with it more than he did the beating with it yeah
1: jake the snake had the stink
3: yeah
0: Yep, damien it's crazy. And you ever hear him talk about how he would treat those snakes? Like, he would go through snakes like he went through, like, underwear. It was kind of fucked up. That's fucked up, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll never <laughs> forget he what was, like, he had, yeah, Savage.
0: Well, he lost oh, one on a flight one time. Like, he lost one on a flight or some shit.
1: Snakes on a plane.
0: Yeah, snakes, snakes on, on a plane. plane.
1: That's,
0: that's probably where they got the inspiration. So... Jesse, oh, so we all we all did one. We all had we all did a theme song tonight. Was that your ultimate all time favorite one?
3: Oh yeah, ultimate warrior, all the way.
0: Yeah. See, Demolition is is badass. I, I mean, I think Hogan's is I mean, it's gotta be way up there.
3: Hogan would probably be like number two for me. Like Macho
0: Man had a great one. When you heard Pomp and Circumstance, it was like Yeah. And he was he was the one, John. That like when he came out, it was like he had that aura and that energy. He had like that Ric Flair type of like like magnetic, like kinetic energy going on. It was crazy.
1: I thought I thought Bill was gonna have a different one.
0: Introducing now, Bill. Bill loves that Dusty Rhodes song. I love it too. It's great. Nice.
1: Now, Dusty. Bill, I, I thought you were going a little bit a little bit different. Thought maybe you go in that direction, Bill.
2: Oh, um, I, it took me a little bit to catch, catch up on it because it, it's supposed to be funny, but I guess I missed the joke on that one. <laughs> Ted Million Dollar Man, John DiBiase.
1: That's Ted. So yes. <laughs> 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 John, Ted, whatever it's same. you on for Ted Halloween Gold. there.
2: Hey, hey Einstein. You were it for Halloween, that's why I said it a couple years ago.
1: Oh sorry I didn't get the joke at first.
2: That was probably funny. <laughs> All right, here's
0: here's a good one. Here's a good one. It's kinda of, it's here's a good one. It's kind of random. If you guys get it, it'll be awesome. But it, it's kind of badass. And I put a for it, said
2: I love more but the top the same old
0: Did you say Bad News Brown? Or yeah, Bad News Brown was my first guess. Nah, it's Big Boss Man. It's the Twin Towers. Oh, uh, the Twin Towers. T- with Slick Rick. Big Boss the
2: Man, of- Very. that was going to be like number four or five on my list. He had a very good intro song. Yes. He had a
1: very, uh, how was it? Um, oh. Speaking about big, big, big Boss Man. Speaking about Big Boss Man. <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> I that, oh, that crazy. Time. I remember that match at SummerSlam when the loser had to go to spend the night in the Fulton County, New York County jail. Yeah. And he, he had to, like, fingerprint them out. He gave me the finger. You want the finger? Here's the finger. And, like, we erupted when he gave him <laughs> the middle finger on the screen. It was, like, pure eruption. It's like, ah, oh, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. It was the, it was the jail. It was the uh, night in his cell. God, SummerSlam. Was- I remember
0: that. The SummerSlam back in, like, the 80s, early 90s were untouchable. That's a
2: whole episode in itself. I there mean tongue man. you, know. you.
0: Punk song oh, you're a song, man. Pure technician as a wrestler. The uh
2: beefcake song. The
3: Rockers had a good one too.
2: The rockers, rockers did it I like the let's one Marty Janetti. What was uh, what was um Brutus Beefcake song?
0: Oh, that one, it was like like a like an 80s like type of feel, yeah, and that's
3: everybody different has different. now dropped
0: off the podcast. Ah oh, now, it's either that or or it's rejuvenated. it's it's brought new life, yeah, well, I think that's a I think that's a great way to end end this one, boys. Um, you know we we covered a lot of ground we we talked some some nil contracts, we talked some soccer. We dabbled with the Eagles. Um, you know, John and Jesse fought again, which was great. Which was it was great to see that the rivalry still burns strong. It's great. It was long overdue. We needed our fix, and we I ended with some.
1: Trying to order my Jeremy Chin jersey.
0: And we ate. And we and we Jeremy. And, and we and we ended with some uh, vintage '80s wrestling theme songs. I mean. Who's not going to want to listen to all one hour and 50 minutes of this? I mean, come on, come on, come on. Part of your life, you can't get back. You can't get back. So for myself, Metal Matt, J-Lo, Big John Stud, Wild Bill, Bandito Suck, give it to us, Jesse.
3: Go, Birds.
0: Trade Ben Simmons.